This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. In 2009, a bunch of fans got together based on one man's idea, thinking that it would never reach the light of day. These fans then promptly started recording from their homes each week, bringing you the best of events Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition has to offer. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can call in or email, maybe they can answer your question. The Role for Initiative Podcast. DM Vince here. This week we are doing another special insert uh, for you, a most requested Blackstone's vault this week of the village of Hamlet T1. Uh, we looked through the vaults and we found this one. Now it should have been out a while ago, but uh, couldn't find it. All of a sudden now it appeared. So uh, I know a lot of people have been asking for this, so I uh, hope you enjoy this uh, 15 minute about uh, quick show uh, review of the village of Hamlet by Blackstone's vault. Enjoy folks. Blackstone's vault. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Blackstone's vault. I am your host Blackstone and this long awaited issue covers module T1, The Village of Hamlet. Now this was published back in 1979. It was by Gary Gygax. It's part of the T series of modules that would eventually become modules, the super module T1 through 4, The Temple of Elemental Evil. But in this case, I'm just covering the first part, The Village of Hamlet. Like I said, it was first published in 1979 under a monochrome a monochrome cover. Uh, the second time it was published was in 1981 with a green background for the uh, cover. As, obviously, it was published by TSR Hobbies. The recommended levels are levels 1 through 3, but uh, there might be something about that to where levels 1 through 3 might not be enough, and I'll get into that shortly. But a little bit background on about the adventure itself. The location of the village of Hamlet is in the Vice County of Verberbank, and that's in the World of Greyhawk setting, and that's hex 04-98. Now the basic plot is this. The village of Hamlet was near the scene of a great battle against the Temple of Elemental Evil. This battle was known as the Battle of Emrity Meadows. Very Tolkienish sounding battle, of course. Uh, the evil was defeated and was held in check for many, many years after the battle. But recently, there have been an increased amount of bandit attacks around the village of Hamlet. And the Vice Count has asked the venturing party to go and investigate and see what's going on in and around Hamlet and see if there is any substance to the rumors coming out of Hamlet that the possibility of the Temple of Elemental Evil is coming back into power. Now, as far as NPCs, there are many, many in this book, in the, in the module, and I'm only going to cover just a few. 
one of them is uh, Drew Ashstaff. He's the local druid, and he's a agent for a group of druids out of the uh, gnarly wood who might be a potential ally for the uh, party. There's also Otis, who acts like a slow, dim-witted uh, woodsman, but in reality, he is a ranger and he's a operative for the Viscount of Verberbach. You also have Rufus and Byrne. They're both retired adventurers and they've accumulated quite a bit of money and now they spend their lives essentially defending the town. And also you have the town traders who own the basically the town general store. Uh, their names are Ranos and Grimag. And those two are actually secret operatives from the Temple of Elemental Evil. And there are many, many more inside the module itself. And there's too many to list here. But the, some of the, the key uh, NPCs the party would most likely encounter. Now let's go on to the encounters themselves. You really have two parts. You have the town itself. And then you have the second part which is the moat house area, which incorporates a dungeon. So the first part, we'll talk about the town. Some of the major areas of the town, you have the temple of St. Cuthbert. And the head of the temple is a, uh, the head priest is by the name of Calmert. And more than likely, your adventuring party is going to seek out his aid, his guidance, some healing, maybe some potions to to help the party along the way and, and potentially maybe um if not higher out but, but maybe ask if some of the uh, other lower level uh clerics could help out the party if adventuring to the moat house you also have the mage tower which is owned by a uh, a mage by the name of rufus and he is quote the his most worshipful mage of hamlet which probably gives you a pretty good idea how this mage is. He's very uh, outspoken. Uh, I would imagine I, I would play him as someone who's very loud and somewhat, uh, not necessarily boisterous, but uh, very full of himself and doesn't want to be trifled and biz uh, with any uh, be uh, 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 bothered with any sort of other business. By the way, he has an 8th level magic user. But hopefully, if the party would seek his aid, he might be able to help him out to get on his good side. And then, there's the one place that everybody loves when they play this module, and that's the Inn of the Welcome Wench. And this inn has many rooms, it has excellent meals, um, also other NPCs of farmers, and maybe some of the other NPCs inside the town itself. Also, a couple of shady characters by the name of Cobart and Taruko, who may uh, try to, if the MP, if the party tries to stay at the end of the Welcome Wench, might try to take out the party. Might try to assassinate them. So there's that going on there at the end of the Welcome Wench. Now you have the actual second half, the moat house slash dungeon part of this module. First you have the moat house. And a couple of encounters here, like I said, initially was there was bandit attacks, and this is where the bandits 
have been having their base of operations is in this old moat house basically a ford operating base in using military terms for the original temple of elemental evil and they're trying to build this place up again but they're one of the things that they're doing is the temple is using bandits to help secure this area and raid the surrounding countryside so there's bandits there there's also the potential of running into some like giant um regular creatures giant frogs giant spiders and a giant snake then you get to the dungeon level and when you get there then you run into some of the more uh weird unusual creature sites you know giant size animals you run into possibly a green slime there's some zombies uh some ghouls uh, i believe also some bugbears and who is the leader of the moat house lareth he is a cleric from the temple of elemental evil and that is your your dungeon level to the moat house now what's the good stuff to this module well this module the temple of elemental evil is in my opinion, the gold standard would it when it comes to what I term the base to dungeon design. You have two halves. You have a base of operations, and then you have the dungeon where you're gonna go and adventuring in adventuring in. This one really set the whole premise on how to to set all that up, how to design that sort of thing. And it's tried and true thing from from then on it led to other modules like the sinister secret of salt marsh uh temple against the cult of the reptile god uh just to name a few they are all that basic sort of design and it works very well also the writing in this module by gary gygax in my opinion is superb it's filled with his very how should i say educated purpley prose and i i want to give you an example of that and this is how the uh start of the adventure when the adventuring party is about to enter the town your party is now approaching the village of hamlet having ridden up from lands of the wild coast you are poorly mounted badly equipped and have no large sums of cash in fact all you have is what you wear and what you ride, plus the few coins that are hidden in purses and pockets. What you do possess in quantity, though, is daring and a desire to become wealthy and famous. Thus, your group comes to Hamlet to learn if it is indeed a place for adventurers to seek their fortunes. You all hope, of course, to gain riches and make names for yourselves. What the outcome of this will be is uncertain. But your skill and daring, along with a good measure of luck, will be the main ingredients of what follows, be it weal or woe. Now, in itself, that is just great writing, in my opinion. It really gives you a feel for the module, and even more so in the background information of this adventure, really gives you a good feel of what this place is like has a lot of depth for of this of this place gives you a, a real rich history and background and in that case with all that rich history and background the place almost feels like it comes alive it almost jumps right out of the pages at you 
Plus, beyond that, the amount of NPCs to interact with in this adventure are quite a few. So there's no uh, lack of interaction for your party. So that's all the good stuff, in my opinion. Now, what could be considered the not-so-good stuff? As I said before at the beginning, um, many people have uh, voiced their opinions that, for one, this is a big challenge for low-level characters from level 1 to th one through 3. Uh, in my opinion, there's a couple ways, there's a few ways that you go about maybe compensating for that as far as the challenge level. One, maybe up the amount of player characters in the party. I mean, at the minimum, maybe 8 Maybe even go up to 10. Um, if you can't do that, maybe you should seek some help within the the village itself. Uh, if not being part of the party, but at least giving some aid to the party. Uh, the mage, also from the Temple of St. Cuthbert, would be good. Uh, the druid, who uh, lives in the town or on the outskirts of the town, might be of a, a good ally. Also, just a simple fact of trying to get some hirelings or henchmen uh, along with the party would be a huge boost. One of the other criticisms about this module was it was a long wait just for the rest of the series. It was approximately six years from the original publication date of Village of Homelet from 1979 up to 1985 when the super module was finally released. So that's a long time to wait for the conclusion of this. And when it came out, there was some mixed reviews on that. I thought it was, I thought it was great, but some people were somewhat underwhelmed. Uh, but that's what I'll be covering for the next show. But overall, my opinion, this is a must-have for any DM out there. As I said, this one sets the standard for that base operations to dungeon design that you want for a campaign. And it just works. There's, it's a wonderful formula to have to set up for, for an adventuring party. Now, you could find this at various places out there on the internet. All the usual suspects like eBay or... I believe also on RPG Now, a few other places, maybe even find it on Amazon. So you could either get older published uh, versions of this, or you could get the PDF of this as well. So that'll conclude my review of the uh, Temple of Elemental, uh, <laughs> Temple of Elemental Evil. That's next, excuse me. <laughs> the Village of Hamlet. I'm getting ahead of myself. The next one will be the Temple of Elemental Evil. So until then, this is Blackstone, and may all your hits be crits. The Roll for Initiative podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even call us at 570-865-4210. This podcast was produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. Remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Roll for Initiative.